Garrett Erickson. Atlanta's evening news is coming up at 5. Between now and then, if there's a traffic red alert, breaking news, severe weather alerts, the WSB 24-hour breaking news center will not hesitate to break in. And we'll have more during Atlanta's evening news from 5 to 7. Depend on it. Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Live from the Hill, our very own Jamie Dupree with the latest news from D.C. All right, he's the most connected man in Washington, D.C., bringing us the news and information that we all need to know. By the way, Donald Trump is coming up, uh, and, and Dick Cheney will be joining us as well. 800-941-SEAN. If you want to join us, any questions you have for Trump? Uh, for me, no. I'm sure he's not worried about uh, today's attack by Jeb Bush against him. Bush trying to sort of uh, give Trump some of his own social media medicine and putting together a, a, a cutesy little video like Trump has done against Bush. What Bush went, uh, his team did was they went back and found uh, video examples of Trump saying positive things about Hillary Clinton, about abortion rights, higher taxes, uh, and, and more, and, and stitched that together into a video and put that out today. And of course, Trump got right on Twitter and just Savage Bush right after that. The latest polling data coming out today, Sean, a new national poll again showing Trump in the lead with Ben Carson second, confirming the trajectory of what we've seen in other polls. And a new Iowa poll also has Trump leading Ben Carson with Jeb Bush in third. It's pretty amazing how this has become the year of the insurgent. What do you make of the rise of of Carson now with Trump, he seems to have now emerged after this first debate as the big winner. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in the Carson rise simply because I didn't think he had, it wasn't that he had a bad debate, I just didn't think he sort of leapt off the page in that first debate, but his numbers came up immediately in Iowa. But you know what his a, best moment was? It came at the end of the debate. At the end, and that's the, the only thing I think is that people may have paid attention to right at the end, because really, I went back and looked at my notes the other day, there was about 35 straight minutes where Ben Carson wasn't even on the screen, let alone not even no, saying I, anything. No, I mean, but that answer was so good. I mean, and it really captivated people's attention, and it, it was everything you'd want in an answer. It was funny. It was substantive. It was it was just a really good answer. And one other thing from some of the polls is that we continue to see Rand Paul go down uh, in this latest. What do you think is going on there? Well, the latest national poll, he's at 1%. He was at 2% in another national poll. Uh, Rand Paul's just struggled to to get traction. He certainly has. It has not gone, I don't think, as well as his handlers and his supporters would have hoped. I guess I would have thought that he would have had a little more support sort of trickle down from his dad and from, you know, Ron Paul. But we haven't seen that much now. But in many ways, he's tried to distance himself from his dad. Well, I don't know that he's, I mean, he's tried to stake out some slightly different positions. But I don't know. I I sort of, uh, having covered his dad for a while, that, you know, the acorn doesn't fall far from the tree, and, and Rand Paul does remind me a lot of his dad in some ways, but it hasn't happened so far. Of course, Ron Paul, what was always interesting in covering him in 2008 and 2012 was you would go to Ron Paul events, and there'd be people everywhere. And I mean, the, the parking lot, you couldn't even get in and just be gigantic. And then it didn't really show up in a lot of states. In a few states, it did, but not that many. Uh, Rand Paul just hasn't seemingly clicked right now. And again, as I said, his numbers have gone down so much that uh, in, in, in a future debate where we have to worry about will you be in the top 10 or not, he could be in danger if those numbers keep There's going. There's a huge pushback from Carly Fiorina's people, and I actually think she has a very strong case to be made in that CNN made the decision to go back to July poll numbers, which are meaningless at this point, uh, even pre-first debate poll numbers, uh, as a means of determining who their top 10 are. And, and they're saying this is unfair because a lot of people didn't even know hardly that she was in the race at the time. Uh, and she shined in that, that first debate. And I think she has a very strong case to be made that, that the rules are unfair. 
Well, she didn't. they didn't put out the rules after the first debate. Those rules were out there well before the first debate. The only thing I would say is we still got uh, another two weeks before the next debate, and I would bet there would be some more national numbers that will come out. And if uh, she's doing well, certainly it will be reflected in those. Yeah. What do you make of all of these emails? I mean, the comments of Sid Vicious Blumenthal about John Boehner, uh, the fact that she didn't know how to work on her iPad, but it also indicates that she had multiple devices, which was something that she had said in arguing why she had the private server to begin with. It shows uh, a lot of different things here. What do you what do you take out of it? Well, what I take out of it, again, it reminded me a lot of the last batch. There's a lot of little interesting things, but no overall sort of overarching uh, bombshell or anything like that. I mean, there's a lot of very sort of average day-to-day things. I called it mundane this morning and, and had somebody accuse me of being part of the liberal media for using that term. I used it two months ago, I noticed, too. But it is a lot of just sort of routine stuff. Who's going to call me? What, who am I going to meet with? Stuff like that. There's a lot of people, hangers-on, who uh, keep sending her, you know, uh, emails to say, boy, you did great on this, or what a nice speech, or this person said something good about it. A lot of this. sucking up, in other words? Yeah, there was somebody that uh, that emailed, I didn't recognize the name, but it seemed to be a, a business entrepreneur type, and suggested setting up the HRC, Hillary Rodham Clinton, the HRC University, uh, to, uh, to basically push ideas in the future. Clinton, I, I did find it interesting, you mentioned Sid Blumenthal. Blumenthal cracks me up because he, he desperately wanted to keep working for Clinton. The Obama administration didn't want him on board because I don't think they trusted him, but he He's sort of like the guy that's going to keep sending you. He's discovered the Internet, and he's going to keep sending you stuff over and over again. And he just it doesn't matter what the issue is. It can be Afghanistan. It can be wherever Hillary Clinton is going. He's going to try to be the expert and send her stuff. And I I would love to know deeper sort of behind these. Does she really take a lot of it seriously or is she just sort of saying thanks, Sid, and and rolling? Well, it does show that Sid Vicious Blumenthal appears to be none too fond of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, referred to Israeli leadership in the Jewish community in the United States as, quote, hysterical for opposing efforts by the international community to encroach on the country's sovereignty. And that same year, Blumenthal sent Clinton a blog uh, that was penned by Yuri, uh, uh, this guy, Yuri Anavri, who said the doomsday weapon, wherein the author accused the ultra-right government in Jerusalem of treating President Obama with thinly veiled contempt. And based on Clinton's replies to the emails, frequently asking her aides to print copies, she was listening to that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure she listens to him. How closely, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, obviously, she still was very interested in where things were going politically. There was one email where she was on her way, I think it was to Papua New Guinea, on the night of the big Tea Party wins in 2010, and she said she was very distressed about the outcome. One interesting thing that I thought, she got an email from Mark Penn, who is a strategist who's done a lot of work with her, who raised the issue that they thought the Obama administration's response to the big WikiLeaks leak was a weak response. I thought that was interesting. Overall, I can go find you legal experts that think this shows more problems for Hillary Clinton, and I can find you people who don't think this as much. You know, one I was looking through some of the stuff that was redacted and blacked out. There were things like a summary of the morning minutes of the morning meeting, and it was uh, redacted, and then they said in the email that it would be released five years from now. So it was probably they considered it to be uh, information that would shed light on deliberations inside the Obama administration, so they wanted to wait to declassify that until after the president had left. You know, uh, there's nothing stamped top secret, but you'd have to assume some little things filter through. But again, I don't think anybody's found like the something that screams out uh, of a big problem. But as we've discussed, and, and I don't think you can deny, these uh, releases of Hillary Clinton emails are going to happen again, September 30th. October 31st, at the end of November, the end of December, end of January. And don't forget so, she goes before Trey Gowdy exactly. in October. So there's five more times of that emails get released. There's the hearing before the House Benghazi Committee. And every time she has to have people on her staff 
dealing with this and pushing back on social media and pushing back with reporters. And that's time that is not spent on her campaign. Bill Clinton, according to NBC News, is annoyed that more top Democrats are not defending Hillary Clinton. Quote, there's definitely been some internal friction, some of it led by the former president who is just annoyed there aren't more surrogates out there defending Hillary. There, there certainly have not been that many. I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think you can argue with that. There's, there's this sort of quiet, I think, standing off on the side from a lot of Democrats. And that's why we saw that big story in the New York Times last week that had so many people on the record being critical of how the Clinton team had dealt with this so far. But again, there's a new poll out today, a new national poll showed Clinton ahead 35 points. So in some polls, we're seeing it in others, we're not. Any update on where Joe Biden is on whether he's going to get in? Uh, he's going to be on the road later this week. Tomorrow he goes down to Florida uh, for an event in, in, in Miami. So he's doing an education event, if I remember correctly, on Wednesday. And then Thursday he's going to be doing an event uh, on the Iran nuclear deal with some Jewish groups down there and then speaking in Georgia uh, this week as well. I know next Monday on Labor Day he's going to be in Pittsburgh for a Labor Day event and that struck me as one of those events that a politician would do who's running for election. You know what I mean? Right. But there's been, after all those leaks of the last couple of weeks, Sean, uh, this week has been very quiet about Biden and what he's going to do. Uh, one other question. There's a landslide poll out today where a majority agree with Trump on deporting Illegals and Trump has taken on Obama on the issue of reversing the Mount McKinley name change. Yeah, Trump tweeted out that he would. He said it was an affront to Ohio, if I remember correctly. I don't know if that was the actual quote, but said he would uh, reverse that. And then, listen, that's true. This is one of those things that could be reversed. It's not an act of Congress. It is an administrative action. And so, like the uh, the executive actions on immigration, if a new president came in and wanted to change it, they could do that. On the other hand, when you look at Alaska, the three members of the Alaskan delegation to the Congress, all Republicans, uh, Don Young, the Republican Congress. You've got Senators uh, Murkowski and Sullivan, all of them very much in support of the change of that name, along with the state's governor. I think they first asked for it in Alaska officially back uh, 40, 45 years ago or 40 years ago. So it's one of those things that's been around. It may it may be seen, I think, by more people in the lower 48 as a problem than maybe in Alaska. I think you agree with me that peace and prosperity drive elections, and there was a lot of, I guess the media was going dancing in the streets a little bit over the second quarter GDP report that was revised upwards to 3.7, but the credibility of that revision is now being called into question by a report today on manufacturing growth, or I really should say the lack thereof. It turns out the manufacturing output has plunged to its lowest level in two years. One hell of a recovery, right, Jamie? But Well, we Certainly, economists would, uh, economists would certainly agree that uh, job growth and economic growth has just been sort of moderate. I don't know how many times that word's been used by the Federal Reserve over the last five, six years. We have not reached in, into the point that the Canadians announced today. They're technically in a recession now north of the border, uh, but certainly there's a lot more room for the economy to grow. Well, there's the New York Stock Exchange invoked Rule 48 in an effort to smooth the market open, and uh, that's a measure designed to smooth the openings in potential volatile conditions and it allows the exchange's designated market makers 
to refrain from disseminating price indications ahead of the opening bell. None of this gives me any confidence in the market. And it tells me that when you look at, for example, the, the labor force participation rate, then you add the debt and the deficit into the equation, then you add the millions more of Americans in poverty and on food stamps, you got to believe that the economy is going to be a bigger issue than I think people think. We have Dick Cheney on at the bottom of the hour. He's going to argue that national security is probably the biggest concern he has. Well, if, uh, you know, jobs in the economy are there, but uh, realistically, the the Republicans have not hammered on it that much. It's just sort of been a, a an issue that's underlying everything. But you haven't heard, uh, really, uh, just off the top of my head, I can't think of too many candidates who've come out with some grand plan to spur economic growth, other than sort of the, the you know, the basic kind of Republican argument that you would expect in an election year. Find ways to cut down on government spending, reduce taxes, and spur economic growth that way. But it's not been sort of the issue that's been there in the GOP race so far. All right, let's go back to the issue of the Supreme Court uh, refusing to back this county clerk who will not issue marriage licenses to same-sex couples, saying that she is acting under God's authority. This this now becomes the, the rub that I warned against that would be coming, and I said was inevitable, and that is those that want to have the free exercise of their religion based on the Supreme Court ruling and so on and so forth. But anyway, uh, further court hearings that were set for Thursday before a federal district court judge on whether the clerk should be punished or found in contempt of court. I mean, this yeah, is a the, big deal. It is. No, and it's going to probably make its way back to the U.S. Supreme Court. Last night, there was a request by uh, the county clerk, a woman named Lisa Davis, in uh, it's in Moorhead, Kentucky, Rowan County to the east of Lexington, arguing that she should not be forced to issue marriage licenses. She does not believe in same-sex marriage, and so she says it violates her uh, religious liberties. Uh, what the lower courts have basically told her is that, look, you can believe in anything you want. You don't have to believe in gay marriage, but you're a government employee. And so in this situation, it has been found constitutional for gay marriage, and it's now your job in order to to uh, fulfill that and follow the Supreme Court's ruling to then issue the marriage licenses. You know, on this on this sliver of this argument, I think uh, I think legal experts would struggle to find a way that the U.S. Supreme Court would back the the clerk in this simply because it is the law of the land. It is considered where things are. And she is obviously standing in front of it by promoting her own beliefs. There's nothing wrong with her own beliefs, but she is in a government job. All right. Uh, thanks so much, Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in Washington. When we come back, former Vice President Dick Cheney will join us. His brand new book, Exceptional, he'll weigh in on the 2016 race, Why the World Needs a Powerful America. We'll get his thoughts on the Iranian deal and how we should be dealing with China and Vladimir Putin and all the hacking that's been going on into our government and much, much more. Hey, September's a great month to open the curtains, let some light into your house without having to worry about your house feeling like a furnace. And it's also the perfect time to get the new roller shades from Blinds.com. Now, roller shades, they're stylish, they're simple, they're easy, and Blinds.com has them in three different levels of openness or privacy. They have the solar roller shades, light filtering roller shades, and black blackout shades and the blackout shades literally come in great patterns and colors but will block out all of the light now that's great for any media room you might have as football season begins blinds.com also is going to save you money now their prices are far lower than you're going to find in any store anywhere and you also get the big designer names and they always have incredible sales going on free color samples free design consultation free shipping on most orders and don't forget if you fire up your webcam or your ipad or your iphone all the blinds.com decorator will help you pick Pick the perfect blinds, 
shades, shutters, and drapes for your house. All right, so go to Blinds.com today, and it's amazing how it transforms any room in your house. Remember, the new roller shades, the best way to let some light in this fall. Just go to Blinds.com. You'll start saving today, and you'll see in a whole new light thanks to Blinds.com. Remember the name, Blinds.com. All right, quick break. When we come back, former Vice President Dick Cheney. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.